This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. And now, your hosts for the show, Brian Jones and Jason Johannes. Welcome to another episode of the All Things Blues and Southern Rock podcast on Pantheon Podcast. You can go to Pantheon to find your most preferred uh, music podcast. Uh, plenty to choose from. So go to Pantheon Podcast and, and find, you know, besides us, uh, any of your preferred music podcasts. Jason's is with us here. Jason's Jason's with us. Jason is with us. Jason plural hey, is with us. A Jason, one of the Jasons, many Jasons is, is a Jason is adjacent to the podcast. Adjacent. You know, a lot of kids born in the 70s had the name Jason. I know many, many Jasons. Uh, but <laughs> speaking of Pantheon, Brian, also home of the official Metallica podcast. Yes, indeed. That's big, big, huge. And I've got them in my queue to listen to the podcast, and I can't wait. I know it was just like the anniversary of Injustice for All, which is one of my favorite, if not my favorite, Metallica record. Do you have a favorite Metallica record? Oh, Master of Puppets. Can't go wrong with that one either. I mean, Ride the Lightning, Master of Puppets, Justice for All, and of course, the Black Album. But I like the more thrashier stuff. I don't think we'll ever get a straight answer as to why the bass was buried in, in Justice for All. I don't think we will. And I, I think the I only think, thing is like they, they were hazing Jason Newstead. They did a lot of that to him. And I know he still probably harbors some some tough feelings about the whole thing. Somebody went, God bless the internet and YouTube. It's You can go on YouTube or the internet and you actually can find a remastered version somebody did where they put the, you know, they raised up the base levels and it's, uh, it's, a, it's, it's different. It's good. Yeah. Wow. I'd like to hear that. Yeah. I do like to hear that. What's going on with you? Um, what is going on with me? I might be going to see, uh, like next weekend. Yeah. Next weekend. Um, whether it's, or first Devin Worley, the Devin Worley bands has their release party, um, for their record coming out. And then the following night, the weathered souls are playing the solid Minneapolis. So 
I haven't confirmed it yet, but I'm uh, hoping to go. That would be great. I really enjoyed the clips. You sent him Devin's performance there a couple of weeks ago um, when you're in, in um, at that festival. Northwoods Jam, yes. That Northwoods Jam, um, that's the name of it. In Minnesota. In Minnesota, all in Minnesota. You know, I start to see some glimmers of hope of good things happening up here. It's been going on for a while, so hopefully that'll continue. Um, I'll be also doing like a small like video thing for for Northwoods Jam as well. Hopefully I'll get that done soon. That'll be awesome. I'll be eagerly anticipating <laughs> being able to watch it. Um, so you saw uh, some good shows here lately. Well, we just had our episode here not too long ago uh, with the Fire and the Frets tour with Aaron Coburn and Leilani Kilgore. And I was fortunate to go up to Cleveland and check that show out. And how was and that show? It was awesome, Brian. It was I've seen both of them play live already, never together, obviously, because it's the first time they're kind of co co-headlining a bill. But uh, it's great. They each got a little bit over an hour to play. Tight set list, a lot of fun. Erin brought out her Spider-Man uh, lunchbox guitar, had her electric ukulele out. Um, Leilani, of course, brought the fire like she always does. And having, I think, an hour, hour and 10 minutes to play a set suited them both extremely well because they got down to business and played their best material, and uh, it is a hell of a tour. I recommend anybody who they come to their area, check it out. Well, it's just such a great pairing. It is. They complement each other extremely well, particularly with both of them kind of going more towards rock and less towards traditional blues. Um, man, they just fit extremely well. They were both supportive of each other, watching each, each, each other's bands play. Got to hang out with John from Leilani's band a little bit and talk, talk to him. He's a buddy of ours and chatted with Aaron and her mom a little bit after the show. And uh, it was a good time. They're playing a lot of shows. It is uh, a fantastic co-bill with two rising stars who complement each other well. So uh, both Aaron and Leilani on their websites and social media have the tours listed. Check it out, Brian. I, You know, one day maybe they're going to come out west and you get a chance to see it. Maybe that would be tour. great. That'd be great. Well, before uh, we were talking about all these like new releases coming out, people doing records, um, a lot of them. Uh, fairly newer artists, but we have uh, someone that's been around for quite a while coming out with a new record, and we were so fortunate to be able to talk to Chris Robertson from Blackstone Cherry, and he talked about their new record coming out uh, today, as you're listening to this, Screaming at the Sky by Blackstone Cherry is out. Uh, everybody go out and get it. Um, he was just so funny to talk to you know talking about pokemon cards and <laughs> he was out on the hunt and i never would have expected that but that just goes to show you he's a regular dude like anybody else and brian again he's he's part of that extended um kentucky hud hunters kentucky family thing we got going on down there we love kentucky we love kentucky yeah and uh you know those guys are probably you know Maybe the second most well-known band from Kentucky, probably, I would say. I would say so. They they, they definitely have their own uh, niche and fan base right now. And, you know, they just headlined the uh, Marion Popcorn Festival up by me. And it's a it's a big festival. They get like 30,000 people that go through it. So right on. Yeah. And it's, uh, um, you know, great to hear what uh, Brother Steve Jewell adds to the band. You'll hear Chris talk about and uh, so much 
so many other things. So you guys kick back and relax and listen to our conversation with Chris Robertson from Blackstone Cherry. segment of the podcast jason's going to introduce our uh, awesome returning guest yep and we're excited to have him back on the podcast while he's out uh, on the hunt we won't say what for but he's out and about we have chris robertson from blackstone cherry coming back with us how you doing chris i am doing good the hunt was successful pokemon cards have been secured uh <laughs> Charizard is in my sights, damn it. Now that's all there is to it. <laughs> so, so you got the cards. Do you do the games? Or do you play the games at all? So I don't play the games, like the, the competitive version of the game. Um, yeah. But I play um, I play some of the video games. But the one I yeah, play yeah. isn't really like a Pokemon game. It's called Pokken Tournament DX. So it's like Tekken, but with Pokemon characters. So it's kind of pretty badass. Yeah, it's like a fighting game. Sorry, I'm walking through the bus real quick. You're be loud. You are fun. Chris, now we've had two video game three themed rock artists with us. We just had Jason Charles Miller on, and now we have you. So it's kind of interesting to see that mix between the game world and the rock world. Oh, yeah. Now, right. look here. I, video games and, and Pokemon are kind of <laughs> how, I, how I live life when i'm home <laughs> right on well you guys have a new record coming out september 29th screaming at the sky let's hear all about this yeah dude we're, we're pumped on it it's from what i hear from the reception i've gotten it's probably our heaviest record to date um but the the comment that i i've heard the most that i think sums it up the best is people say it's the most honest and to the point record we've ever made you know, lyrically, it's straight to the point about what each song's about, you know. And it, I love it, man. I'm, I'm super stoked for everybody to get a chance to hear the work we put into this thing. Well, uh, so far, we've heard Out of Pocket Nervous. You want to, you want to like, give us the lowdown on, on what's that about? Or is it up to, you know, uh, listener interpretation? Man, you know, I, I'm a big fan of listener interpretation. I can tell you the thought process in my mind. Um, but... You know, I, I'm a firm believer in everybody hears a song for their own reason, you know. Um, now, with that said, out of pocket is just that. You know, we we all went through that pandemic together, you know, mm -hmm. as, as the world. And we all had moments in that thing where we 100% didn't feel like ourselves. Even people that have never experienced that in their lives experience some form of this, this doesn't feel right, you know. And... I think it was a song that kind of summed up the way everybody was feeling when the world finally started opening back up, you know, it's, it just, we're ready to live again. Right on. Uh, where, where, where was this uh, recorded? Did you guys produce yourselves too? What, what, what was different about this one besides it being heavier? So we, we, we self-produced 
and we didn't use a studio this time. We recorded the drums in a theater, uh, the Plaza Theater in Glasgow, Kentucky. We set up there, made a makeshift control room uh, in the dressing room there. And then we recorded all the the rest of the the stuff. We recorded the guitars and the drums at the Plaza. And then we recorded the bass guitar and the vocals all at John Fred's house. Right on, right on. Um, what led to that decision, sorry. Chris? That's a, that's an interesting setup, actually, for sound. Well, we wanted to try the plaza just because of how the drums sound acoustically in that room. Whenever we sound check, do things like that, you know, it's just you stand in there and you're like, holy hell, these drums sound friggin' amazing just in the room. You know, let's try it with microphones on it. Because, dude, the, the, the room doesn't always translate through the microphone. You're taking a shot doing that. And we got lucky because it translated yeah. and it sounded absolutely amazing in there. And, you know, we, we literally went into a room blind saying, Hey, we're going to record the drums for our record here, but we don't know what anything sounds like in this room. And you got to be kind of crazy to do that, but <laughs> you got to be kind of crazy to do what we do to begin with. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on getting real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late, and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make, and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well... I could make a run to the store, or I could make one of my new factor meals. <laughs> Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything Factor Meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor Meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code pantheon50 to get 50% off. (laughs) <laughs> that's true. I mean, that's a lot of space to try to uh, to capture, I guess. Did it take a lot of trial and error to get the sound you guys wanted to come out of the drums and guitar? It. Uh, the only thing that took a minute was the placement of the room mics. And that was just Jordan getting them where he wanted them, essentially. Because he mic'd the room and not the kit from a distance. If you point the microphones at the drum kit, you just have really far distance mics. But yeah. if you turn them around and get the actual reflections of the room, then you have room mics. And we made sure to capture the room as well as distance mics, you know, because it's they're, they're both great sounds. But you, I like having both. I'm sure Jordan does as well. But it um, that room, you know, the, the biggest thing was just figuring out which spot in the room sounded the best for the room mics because the, the drums sounded like cannons the minute the mics went up. Yeah. What so how how did this work? Um, these songs being created, these come quickly. What period of time did you what did these start appearing? So we all these songs came about on the back of the bus, really, at, after soundcheck or after shows or on a day off or something. The whole thing was written on the back of the bus on the road. Um, some songs, the music sat there for months. Some songs, it it was instant. 
you know. Um, but the the process was probably the least amount of songs we've ever written for a record. It was most definitely a, a quality over quantity version of it this time. You said this is a little heavier, Chris. Were you guys listening to any specific music or anything that were influencing in you and your writing, or is this just something that came out naturally? I think it's just the process of of everything that we'd all been through over the last couple of years. It was just what was coming out of us, you know. Um, I, it wasn't there wasn't any kind of conscious effort to say, "Hey, let's make a heavy ass record." We just started yeah. writing songs, and they came out that way. You know, so um, you know. Obviously, we all know. You know, you have new bass player in the band, brother Steve Jewell. What What does he add? Yes, what kind of enthusiasm and fire does he add to the band and in, in the recording and song? He probably makes them do calisthenics and PT before they go on stage every day. <laughs> Hell no, he can do all that working out and shit. I ain't doing it. No, I'm gonna open Pokemon cards and play baseball. That's, that's, that's what like Chris don't live. Steve can work out and do his pull ups and all that shit. Um, no, man, the thing Steve brings is is a youthful light and 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 energy, man. And like dude, he he was in there with us writing this stuff. Like, well, what if we did this, you know, or or what if we had to lick like this here, went to this chord here, you know, and it it was it was it was amazing, really. You know, he it's kinda like he's always been here. That's what I was gonna say. It it must have been a, a great transition seeing that you guys all go way back, so Oh yeah, man. We, I mean, like four flats on a Cadillac. Come on now. <laughs> I'm I'm learning all sorts of new good uh, terms today, man. This is great. I'm gonna start writing some of these down. <laughs> I'm full of them. I just, you know, like, where where we grow up, one liners are they come and go quick. I well, you know, being a, a lyricist writing the songs, I'm sure that kind of helps you too build songs that have like a great well, repertoire of stuff. Luckily, I ain't got to do it all myself. We all write together, but it it does help that we're all quick witted as hell. I mean, we we are world class smartasses on this bus. <laughs> yeah, people wouldn't believe the stuff we say to each other up here sometimes, <laughs> and it's fast too. You got to have thick skin to ride this bus, that's for sure. Oh, I would imagine. <laughs> where are you guys? Where are you at right now? Austin, Texas, at a Walmart parking lot, and they didn't <laughs> have no damn Pokemon. They need to get their game stepped up. Oh shit! Apparently, though, there's been yeah, there's been some damn thievery going on with the Pokemon in this region. The guy at GameStop was telling me that the sign on their door was from a woman that came in and filled a bag full of Pokemon and ran out. And people have been this whole region, apparently, this area of Austin, people have been uh, going in and vandalizing the Pokemon. Now, damn it, what? I won't stand for it. I will yeah, not. Yeah. No. How how hot how's the how hot is it in Texas today? Because I know, man, it's been it, crazy. Well, I'm pretty sure that I'm living the best I can, and I'm hoping I get to heaven. But if I don't, I'm pretty sure this is close to what hell feels like. <laughs> we went on stage last night at eight fifteen, and I kid you not, it was still a hundred degrees outside. <sighs> this is bullshit. I, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's no nice way to say it. This kind of weather is just unacceptable. <laughs> it's unacceptable. Well, I mean, you, I'm you know, glad I'm bald, for one. I mean, it's the only time of year I'm glad I have no hair on my head. Doesn't all the sweat roll down your eyes, though? 
I wear a cap all the time. Now these caps get funky as hell though after about a week. Sure. <laughs> How does playing in such extreme heat like affect you guys? It's like playing because you know playing live music's like a sport. You're active. You know it's hard as shit. Like singing is it hard? As long as the air is not too thick, it's easier to play in heat than it is cold. Yeah. And I say that simply because I sing and it's a lot easier to sing when it's warm than when you're cold and everything's tense, you know, but you, at the same time, guitar. like, yeah, I mean, I, I sing and play guitar, but it, same thing with guitar. It's like, I would rather my hands be sliding off the guitar from so much sweat than my hands be cramping because it's cold outside. Oh yeah. You know, you so it's, it's, a, it's a double edged sword. It's, it's not the most enjoyable experience when it's just miserably hot and you got to play like tomorrow we're in Lubbock and we play at like four something, I think at this festival and it's going to be brutal. Oh. That That's going to be one where you make sure you have like some cool, some cool rags on the side of the stage, stuff like that, you know? Well, you guys are out on tour and I'm certainly looking forward to, uh, I'm in Fargo. So you guys are playing here November 6th at the sanctuary. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I, I saw you guys at the yes, sir. blue stem amphitheater in Moorhead across the river and it was fantastic. So I'm looking forward to seeing you guys again. Yeah, um, man, you're coming up to, to Ohio, up and you're coming to Ohio uh, September 9th at the Popcorn Festival. It's right up the road for me. There's no reason I don't stop in and get some popcorn and see you guys. Now, look here. They better have good popcorn. I ain't going mean, to lie. And I don't it's want a popcorn a festival. flavored stuff. Yeah, but look, see, the Popcorn Festival makes me worried that it's going to be a bunch of weird-ass flavored popcorn. And I just want that good movie popcorn, you know? Like, yeah. I'm the kind of person, and I'll go watch a, a horrible movie. Just to get a large popcorn with the refill. Come on, man. That's right. That's a good deal. It's a great <laughs> deal. You can refill that, fill the tub as much as you want. We totally do that too. You know, especially you, get, you drag a couple mm -hmm. kids with you. How much butter is going? Yeah, in I don't there? eat supper for three days, and I have to double up on my blood pressure medicine before. <laughs> That's something uh, they use that like creates a wall of like plaque in your arteries or whatever. It's but it tastes really good. Oh, yeah, and that's a story of my life, uh, is everything that tastes really good to me does really horrible things to your body. Yes, and, <laughs> and I'm sure Steve is not eating that stuff. No, no, he's, dude, he's Mr. Fitness now, I can't handle it. Well, he was like in Men's wild. Health I, Magazine I see pictures. or something. Yeah, dude, I see pictures now, there's a there's a picture of a time, Otis, Jamlin played with us at uh, the shed in uh, Maryville. And there's a picture of me and Steve on stage looking at a guitar. And we was big old boys, man, both of us. We were we were both unhealthy, you know. And I, I'm very proud of, of Steve. And, dude, he inspired me to, to go ahead and lose even more, you know. And, dude, because of Steve, I was able to get down under 200 pounds again for the first time since probably sophomore year of high school. Nice. Right wow. Right on. That's great. Sir. Well, you know, I, I don't know if we mentioned the first time we talked to you, but we're we're we've become very very obsessed with Kentucky, and I, I actually had a Zoom lesson, bass lesson with Steve, and he told me you guys are all aliens because I can't believe there's that yeah. many great musicians clustered in a rural area. Oh well, it's what it is. We were we were actually sent here from the planet Utopia. Uh, <laughs> they call it that because we just we I, it's euphoric. <laughs> I'm sensing a, th a theme album, like, you know, you you have one of those, like, 
Aliens from the Planet Utopia. That would be great. That's your next record. Come on. Hey, look here. The Euphoria of Utopia. Oh, th those words roll off your tongue. That's a, a song title, at least. See, look, I hey. told you one-liners for days. <laughs> hey, Steve, I know you're a guitar guy. Last time we spoke to you, uh, you were using Lucky Dog guitars and some PRS. You still doing mm -hmm. that, or you get anything new? I, man, so I'm using a lot of Lucky Dogs, uh, some regular Fender Tellies. I've still got one PRS out with me. And I just recently, the last couple of years, uh, I've started using some Chapman guitars. And I've built a relationship with them. And I've actually got a prototype of the signature model um, that I'm working on with them that, that hopefully will be more news about that soon. Well, uh, but it's before, badass. It's semi hollow. Before oh, we wrap so, up. Hold on. Let, don't, don't, don't interrupt yet, Brian. Semi <laughs> 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 hollow. What kind of pickups are in it? It's uh, so the one I'm playing right now has my signature bare knuckle humbuckers in it. But okay. the, the production model of the guitar will have a really nice set of PAF voice pickups in it. Um, but yeah, it's two humbuckers, a T-style body, um, reverse headstock. It's all oh. white, with this beautiful binding. I'll probably post a picture of it on my Instagram later today. Okay, I will look for it. Sorry, Brian. You know, when no, it's okay. start talking it's gear, okay. I, I, get, I get crazy. Well, you reminded me of a quick gear question before my other uh, comment here. Um, what, what pedal do you have from Analog from Jeff? It is the, the Chris Robertson Dose Boys, and we just put out a V2 not long ago, and it uh, it is absolutely badass, man. It's basically, I use two forms of fuzz. I use your more traditional kind of fuzz, and then I use a fuzz that has like this crazy-ass octave up kind of thing with it. And I told Jeff, I was like, I would love to have both these in one box. And he made it happen. And the first 50 we did sold out, and he asked if I'd want to do a V2, I was like, sure, man, let's, you know, do the thing. And he voiced it a little different. And it's a little different than the first version, but I absolutely love it. And it's it's the one I use the most. Um, looking at your tour schedule, too, you guys are heading back over to Europe. What's the reception like in Europe for you guys? Oh, dude, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's always a shock to us that people from that far away from where we're from enjoy our music the way they do. We find, you know, Brian and I talked to a, a lot of artists and the ones that we love, like for whatever reason, Europe is a, a bigger, like it's more enthusiastic over there. And uh, what, what can we do to get the U.S. audience to be like that? Because like you guys and so many great bands, man, it just seems like it just killing the U.K. I, I think that's the million dollar question. You know, it's that's the one we haven't been able to crack the code to yet. I mean, if we do, I'll let you know. That's been the one, you know. We, we've just we we've never cracked the code in the U.S. of of going to that next level. You know, hopefully this album does that for us, though. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain again with something every podcast listener and music junkie needs to hear. As I'm sure you can guess, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I also listen to a lot of music, so having high-quality headphones and earbuds are absolutely critical to my day. Oh, and I have numerous pairs. In fact, I have a junk drawer of used devices that have bitten the dust, so I've tried them all. Recently, I was sent a pair of earbuds by Raycon, and the first thing I noticed was the cost. Uh, looks like their products are about half the price of other premium brands. Okay, that's cool. And the reviews seem pretty stellar. Okay, checks that box. 
Brooks. So I got my Raycon Everyday Earbuds, a nice packaging to open, and what I immediately noticed were the pack of ear tips for sizing. Uh, I'll tell you, I have small ear canals. Uh, I know, a flaw. So to see choices for the best fit, uh, especially while exercising, oh yeah. And yes, they were immediately comfortable. Sound quality was great too. Plus I have three EQ options that I love because I like more bass in my music and less in the podcasts. Eight hours of playtime for the battery is great as well. Surround sound, noise canceling, and awareness mode all included. I think I'm in business and I just realized I've had them in all day. Like I said, super comfortable. Go to buyraycon.com slash Pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash Pantheon. I hope so too. I've loved the first two tracks. I can't wait to listen to the whole thing. Thank you. Well, before we let you go, I wanted to share a quick anecdote having to do a little bit with the poster, Blackstone Cherry poster behind me. We recently had a, uh, we had Tanner from the Common Cheros on and, and, and Richard with him, you know, since he produced the record and yes, uh, you know, talking to Richard is just a hoot and you never know what direction you're going, but he's, he was talking about how, you know, a lot of the young folks today don't know how to write in cursive. And I couldn't help notice on that poster that John Fred's signature is just immaculate and perfect. And the rest of you guys are like chicken scratch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, John Fred, his grandpa was a teacher and Richard yeah. went to school for journalism. And John Fred attempted to go to college for about four days. But English was always John Fred's thing. So, like, his signature is the most legible. And mine is just like, shh. But it, I, that's the way I've always signed my name. Like, I have horrible <laughs> handwriting. Like, if you ever read the lyrics that were in Magic Mountain, that's all my handwriting. And it's it's not the easiest to read most days. <laughs> you got to be quick and efficient when you're signing a bunch of stuff. Hey, uh, we're getting on football season. Do you have a college football or pro football team? I'm a Steelers fan. Have been since I was a little oh. bit old. Oh, man. See, I'm no, a Bengals no, guy. No, I'm from no, Southwestern no, Ohio. No, 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 no. No. Look here, I'll say this. Y'all got a hell of a program. And if Joey B can stay healthy, it's going to make my life a living hell for many years to come. Uh, sure. I think if Pittsburgh, if, if the linemen pan out that, you know, we've gotten, um, I think that Kenny is, is going to be a great quarterback okay. in years to come. Um, you know, I don't know that we're going to be, big playoff contenders in the immediate future, but I think in a couple of years, we'll be up there giving y'all a run for your money. Well, I mean, the Steelers I will never say really this, have though. down. Go ahead. But yeah, yeah, I mean, look, a bad year for us is a 500 year, right? yep. and it has been for quite some time. But I can honestly say I'm not a Steelers bandwagon fan. My dad was a kid in the 70s, and it was yeah. Dallas or Pittsburgh, and thank God he chose Pittsburgh. You know, yeah, it, it, but I will say I, I I am a Reds fan now. I will give you that. I was a great American not long ago. Oh, nice. Yeah, well, they're slumping a bit after the All-Star break, but I'm I, hoping this last six look movies here. are good. We already can't be as bad as we were last year, so there's a That's plus. true. <laughs> we surpassed the record. <laughs> right. Right. There's no nothing, way we can lose 100 games good. this year. You no, know, there's, there's yeah. no way. <laughs> Unless they played a Dude, couple let, over. Dude, let's here. be real here. 
nobody expected the Reds to be as good as they are this year. This year, true, true. Nobody. And, and, I mean, dude, look, and, the, and Graham and Ashcraft. I think it's going to be dangerous. He's going to be dangerous. Um, they got a couple of these kids they just pulled up that are pitching this year. That look, even Williams pitched last night. He pitched a really, really yeah, good game. You know, if he, he learns, he came to be in and put six efficient. in a row down, man. That was nice. Yeah, he man. came in and put six in a row down. Yeah, so, me and me and Ben and a couple of the other dudes are Reds fans. So I've been I'm out here on the hunt trying to pull some more Ellie cards. I've got three or four. So, do you? But now I've got yeah. I, I got this I got this box of. 22 chrome, see if I can find me a, a hunter green or, or some of that stuff in there. So Pokemon cards and baseball cards. Yeah. I dig yes, it. Sir. All right, man. Where do we go to find out more about Blackstone Cherry and everything you guys got going on? It should be Blackstone Cherry official on all the socials and then blackstonecherry.com. You can find all the tour dates, links to merch, anything you need to know. Right on, and right on. New the new records coming out when? September 29th, screaming at the sky. All right, you guys heard it there. Thank you so much, Chris Robertson from Blackstone yes, Cherry. Thank you for joining us again and taking the time. We really appreciate that, man. Thank you. Good luck with the hunt. Yes, sir. Y'all have a good one, guys. Thank you so much to Chris from Blackstone Cherry for coming back on for a second time. Uh we had a great time talking to him. And fortunately, he did not get hit by a car walking across the street with his Pokemon card. <laughs> I was so nervous go when viral. he was talking to us. I was so nervous. I was like, oh, please don't get hit. Please don't get hit by a car while you're doing this right in front of us. Nah, it, good dude. Um, you and I got a chance to listen to the record ahead of time because, you know, fortunately, when they're setting up these interviews, they sent some. I dig it. I like the tracks. I know it's out today. Hopefully, everybody that's listening has, has, take, has taken it for a spin. Or we'll take it for a spin. Um, they got something going on, Brian, with that mix of hard rock, blues rock, southern rock, kind of in one in one modern package, don't you think? I do. And, you know, they'll tend to have, you know, some records in the past that are more shows more of their rootsy stuff. And then they'll come back with something heavy. And I think it's just all, you know, like a lot of other bands are just kind of a snapshot of that that time in their life. Here's what's what's, you know, here's where their experiences are influencing music and the lyrics and all that. Um, so yeah, just a, what a, what a, what a fantastic, great band. You know, I don't know if you uh, had like a, a regular line of communication with Chris, you know, you could, you know, you guys could go at it with the Bengals and the Steelers all day long. Yeah, we, yeah, we could. And, you know, uh, my Bengals are a little shaky and the Steelers are a little shaky. So we'll see what happens between both of them. <laughs> on you know? even ground, on even ground there. I think oh, we're man. on even ground, but I'm enjoying the record. Hopefully everybody else here is given a spot. I'm going to check out Blackstone Cherry when they come around your area. And they are coming up here in uh, November. And so I will be there at the Fargo Brewing Company. Looking forward to seeing those guys. So. Thank you so much for Chris for joining us from Blackstone Cherry. Always remember, Southern Rock is reverent, loses blood. We'll see you next time.
would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shop? Would they shop? Would you kill? Yes. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.